0: Welcome to the Redefined Life podcast. Today, I'm speaking to Boxer, who is the community manager at Dune Analytics. Um, So, thanks for joining us today. And um, I think today, just for you know, to mix it up a little bit, um, usually I I start with having people describe their story, but I think today we're going to do it a little bit in reverse. And um, how about you tell me a little bit about Dune specifically? And and what it yeah. is and what they what the purpose of it is.
1: Yeah, first of all, hey, hey everyone, and uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks for providing this opportunity, and yeah, excited to be here and uh, talk about Dune and about my journey into DeFi, I guess. Um, so Dune Analytics is a data analytics provider in the DeFi space, and it's basically an open platform that allows anyone to uh, do like not simple, but uh, Rather easy to fabricate uh, data analysis using uh, PostgreSQL or just SQL um, as the native programming language. So you can get started like if you know some SQL and if you like know some like blockchain stuff, you can get started like querying for stuff on Dune like pretty easily. So um, that's what I started doing. I think in October.
0: Okay, Um, and is is Dune a would you describe it as a company? Is it a DAO? Is it sort of a hybrid model? What's the the corporate structure there?
1: Uh, Dune is a company. Uh, we we are based in Norway, and um, uh, but Dune really lives from its community. So basically, the company builds the infrastructure, but all the content that is on, is on Dune uh, is basically made by the community, and a lot of freelancers actually work on Dune.
0: Okay, um, and now. I saw that there are quite a few open opportunities at Dune, and I was just curious sort of if obviously they range from you know pretty hardcore data analysis opportunities to uh, more kind of marketing um, roles. What are some of the, if, if people are outside looking in, Let's talk a little bit about transferable skills because a lot of this audience, um, as we said you know, before, before I hit record here, a lot of the audience is folks who are not currently in the crypto space and are looking to figure out how to get from where they're at now working for a non-crypto company into the crypto space. What kind of skills do you think are um, beneficial or how should people look at their transferable skills uh, and how to kind of apply them to some of these opportunities if they don't exactly fit the job description um, that they're seeing.
1: That's quite a tough question because it's like, it, de- it really depends on a case to case basis. Usually like we look at the CVs and then uh, if the CV looks kind of good, if it looks interesting, if it's just like an interesting person, like if, if you would meet that guy in the bar and he says like, Hey, I've been in Panama from like 2016 to 2018, then we'd be like, Hey, this is interesting. So it's like what, what I look for personally in, in all of these CVs. And then when I talk to the people, is like how, good are they at adapting to new situations and how good are they at like teaching themselves things so it's like in crypto it's like if you are if you're just like if you've gone to university if you've just done like the stock standard stuff now you work in in a corporate job but you have no like side hustles you have no like there's no clear like ambition that 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 you have and or like a hustle um then it's like then I'd be like, "Hmm, this is like not the right opportunity for you because in crypto, you need to be a self-starter. You basically need to teach everything yourself. Like in most cases, because the industry is so nascent and there's like new stuff coming out every day. So if if somebody is like CV or or like his general path of life, like indicates to me that like, hey, this person's actually taking the time to like educate themselves and investing in themselves rather than like, like slaving away in a in a like waged like I don't know, like at a big corporate, then uh, like that's a that's a good good factor for me. and then on the on the specific specific topic of like transferable skills, it's like I don't know if somebody has run a company before or if he has been like uh, entrepreneurial like spirited, um then there's a lot of skills that you pick up doing that, I think, and that just help like in crypto and just like managing startups and stuff like that. But um, in more specific terms, yeah, it's it's really hard to uh, to formulate what what exactly uh, I am looking for.
0: You know, what you've said there is something that I've heard heard from other folks that I've interviewed as well. Is that um, there for a lot of this stuff, there is no standard operating procedure. You know, and so um, these roles are not for people necessarily who are just waiting for their boss to tell them what they need to do. On each given day, um, you know it's a lot of creativity. Uh, like you said, you need to be a self starter and and self taught, figuring a lot of this stuff out as you go. Um, creativity, uh, adaptability. Um, yeah, it seems like like those kind of things are are applicable regardless of the position that they're that they're ultimately going for. Um, so you mentioned that you know you're looking at, at folks. CVs or, um, also known as, you know, resumes here, here in the States, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, um, just, just so people, you know, translate there. Um, is, are, are most of the folks who join Dune submitting a resume to one of the job posts or, um, are there other, like, what's the the most common path to go from basically unknown to, uh, the the decision makers at dune to being hired
1: so at the moment it's mostly like we have open job postings and we post them like in our discord and on our socials and then people actually apply uh through the like official form but i get lots of like questions about this uh in in discord and over twitter and stuff like that so it's like um i think like they initially get uh, get note of this pretty much through discord and our socials but then they they have to go through this like official form so we can actually like co- collect their resume and collect their like LinkedIn and Twitter and stuff like that. So um, I'd say yeah like people can reach out to me if they have any questions or if they're like unsure like hey what 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 would this position actually entail and like am I qualified for this like I can do like first checks but uh, in the end you you have to go through the official form because we need to like do some bookkeeping book bookkeeping and organize our, our stuff as well.
0: Sure. Um, yeah, if people are looking to kind of dip their toe in, in the, the dune waters, um, is that something where uh, you know, it would ultimately benefit them and their chances of getting a position there if they um, kind of made a name for themselves in the community first, or if their skills are, are transferable enough, uh, is submitting the CV right away, um but you know uh, going to give them just as much of a chance
1: yeah it's it, it's both basically but like if their CV is really like if their resume is really impressive like we'll we'll talk to them nevertheless like sure. even if they don't have done work on dune but if there's somebody who like did great dune dashboards is active in the community like we're going to 100% prefer that guy of course like yeah. um that's it's like one of the main things we are, we're actually looking for like hey how how keyed into our our product is this is this guy already because then we need to do a lot of lot less onboarding work you know sure. like if we if we like need to like teach him our whole database like n- need to introduce him to our community and everything everything like that basically like i don't know if you're if you're like part of a of a protocol or if you're like part of like these online communities there's basically like you kind of take a citizenship or something like that with you like you you get like there's a there's a whole culture that uh that comes with that and uh you can't you can't easily like just onboard somebody into the culture so if he's already there and if he's already working on dune and already in the community like we'll we'll uh prefer that guy like 100
0: sure and so now with with dune being um a company what is the like i guess what are the risks and rewards that you see with um that structure because i've i just uh, yesterday i recorded with somebody who worked for a dow and mm-hmm. um there are certain risks and rewards that come with that non-traditional structure um mm-hmm. what do you see currently you know especially right now you know as we're kind of in a in quite a, a dip for the market uh, prices at least um for people who are outside looking in, oftentimes it seems like crypto comes with with risks just because it is so new and the prices are volatile. Do you think that those that perception of risk is valid or is that overblown?
1: As a as a worker or yep, as an employee
0: and and somebody yeah, as in an as an employee space. of June,
1: yeah. I, I feel hundred percent safe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the good thing about working working for for like established company, I guess, but. Um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that is uh, that is not the case for mo- for most DAOs as well. Like most DAOs have like such big treasuries that they can they have a runway of like three years or something. So it's like uh, if you like there's no difference in working for a traditional startup that has a runway of three years or like a DAO startup that that has like a runway of three years. I really I really don't like to make that. Uh, that distinction anymore for me they are pretty much the same thing like i i know a lot of guys like out of my out of the circle that i started with that are working for DAOs nowadays and it's like it's no difference to them
0: yeah so so they yeah, that perception of risk of the crypto industry um you know kind of having these these flashes um where you know you've got you've got a job and and then you know there's a market crash that doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna Everybody's getting laid off, and, and yeah, everything's yeah, going yeah. belly up. Yeah.
1: yeah, that doesn't. I I don't think it translates into into the job market in crypto. I I rather think it's like it's it's not the opposite, but it's uh, like every every bull cycle, like we are picking up more people, right? So I I came I came to crypto first in like 2017, I think, and then I was just like, yeah, I I gambled some shit coins and like held some Bitcoin and like made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, but then like in the but I kept like in in it for the tech basically i was i was hooked like i was so interested in this technology and i really saw that it could like improve i don't know like b- basically every system that's on the planet that has in some way to do with computers like we can probably like fix some stuff using blockchains there so it's like I think like every bull cycle like more and more people get drawn into the space and the space gains more and more adoption and like the jobs won't go away like I I'd, I'd rather say the inverse that like more jobs are created like every bull cycle even though like those people then have to suffer through a beer market but um I guess that's just that's just the hype cycles like
0: sure um and now uh I mean part of that At least what i've seen here is that you know i i got into it because of uh, the investment opportunity of just you know putting some money on some of of these uh, protocols and and um just seeing it as a as a alternative to traditional stock investing and found that as i got deeper and deeper into the world and and you know was in it for more than just hopefully price go up. Um, it, it made the dips like, you know, the conviction grew of course. And, you know, it's like now the dips are, yeah, I fully expected them. There was, there was no uh, (laughs) expectation of up only. (laughs) And, uh, and now it's just like, yeah, it's time to just focus on, on getting the dopamine hits from, from going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole and learning more and more about this. So, um, yeah i imagine that that you know of course there's disappointment when it goes down dra- dramatically however um yeah if you've got if you're in it for more than just the price then it certainly helps uh dampen the emotional hit of the price drops
1: yeah for sure and i think i think like I, I talk to a lot of like my peers and like other people working in crypto and they're all like long term it's all gonna be fine. Like we're all gonna make it. Like it's it's this nice meme, but it's like kind of kind of the reality.
0: Yeah. Well that, that conviction is certainly um a yeah. gift and, and a and a benefit. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's get into a little bit more of your story. Uh, so you said you got into it in around 2017. Um, is that when you first became aware of crypto as a thing? Or had you been kind of uh, researching it a little bit before you put some
1: money in? Uh, so I first got aware of crypto when I was still in, I don't know how you would call this in in the US or internationally, but I was basically in my final year of school. So uh, and like Dogecoin had its first like bubble. I think this was like... 2014 or something and uh, i just put ten dollars into dogecoin at the time because i was a poor student and uh, that was all i could afford and then it like i totally forgot about it it was just for the memes and uh then i somehow got uh, like wind of the of the like of ethereum in early 2017 i think and then i just went down a rabbit hole and basically spent the whole next year like I don't know, like trading, doing stuff, like reading, researching, and all of that next to university. So, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty much like where I really learned about crypto, but I've been aware of it like since, since like the early 2014 or something. Okay. And then like, uh, after the bull market crashed in 2018, I kind of lost interest and like I, I, I like had to finish university and stuff like that. And like the real life uh, came back to me, but, um, now, I I always kept reading like on on like ETH Finance or ETH Trader like these these Reddit subs and then like eventually like merged over to uh, like Crypto Twitter as well, and then as the chatter like started picking up again in early 2020, I uh, I kind of uh, had some time on my hands because I was just like finished finished with the university and then um, I just dove in and uh, here I am today. <laughs> right.
0: So how did yes when you got back into it was that. Um, how did you get tied in with Dune? It was Dune your first job in the crypto space.
1: Yeah, like um, I, I, I like I think I, I fully committed like a lot of time like in like June 2020 or something like that. And then it took me like two months to like start like uh, trying to contribute to to protocols. So like I I like made governance proposals for I don't know for Yearn and for Rarible and. Uh, I don't know. I like try try to find a fit in like any community, and then like one day there was this there was this protocol called uh, pickle finance, uh, which is not very big, but somehow I, I think a lot of people will remember. So it's a it's a yarn fork, so a yield aggregator, and um, it just came out of nothing and. I don't know. I got wind of it pretty early on on Twitter or something, and uh, I just joined the Discord, and uh, like immediately I was like, "This!" It, it was such a cool atmosphere. Like the the lead developers and the lead developer who's leading that project till today. Like he's he's just a like very nice and very like chatty guy, and he like the the overall atmosphere was just great in Discord. So um, I think I found my home there. And then what I what I uh, what I started doing is like trying to organize the docs and like getting a emission schedule going in like Google Sheets. And then like eventually I um, took note of uh, Dune Analytics and I was like, hey, like this, this is a fucking great tool. Like I know some SQL from my like business information systems uh, classes in university. And um, I had, uh, yeah, I was an Etherscan detective by that, uh, like at that point, <laughs> uh, like just things you pick up when you are like very active in crypto and so i connected those two skills and then i was basically like a defi analyst so and then i like started like making making uh, like a bunch of data analysis for for pickle.finance and it, like at some point i got a grant for like i think 8 ether at the time which was like $2000 or something so uh, not that much but uh, it was enough to to kickstart me on the journey so uh, getting approved for that grant so basically i i wrote a proposal and i said like hey I will deliver this, 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 and this, and uh, I will deliver this within a month or something, and then uh, I get paid out like once once the work is finished. So um, at that point, I didn't know how complicated this was going to get. <laughs> 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 I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this, like no problem. <laughs> sure. I'd done like very simple things at the beginning, like just like I don't know the, the total token count and like how many wallets have pickle in their wall- like. Have pickle in their wallets at that moment like those are not complicated queries but then like uh, because uh, it was a yield aggregator i needed to like study like a lot of different protocols because the nature of yield aggregators is that like they supply like uh, liquidity or uh, something else uh, or yeah, in most cases it's liquidity so they farm other protocols so you need to understand like your own protocol and the other protocols in order to be able to make sense of this so yeah. Then I basically spent the whole month like just trying to get this like 2K grand running, and it was it was hell. Like I I felt like quitting a hundred times, but I was like, hey, like if you can actually like earn money, like not just trading, but also like contributing to these protocols, like this could actually be your career. And uh, yeah, then I did that, and uh, I I actually produced some huge innovations. Like at least at least uh, from my point of view, I I like found out cool new ways to do stuff on dune and like um yeah d- did a lot of cool stuff which ended up like in a lot of other people's uh, queries actually so on dune there's like this thing where if you do something like other people can can view it and and fork it so it's basically like like a sushi swap is a fork of uniswap uh, on on dune you can basically say like hey this query is cool or like this method of data is getting uh, like this method of getting the data is cool, and I want that method of getting the data as well. Um, so yeah, I, I like kept rediscovering my queries, queries a lot after that. Um, yeah, so I got that grant from pickle, then uh pickle eventually got hacked actually. So <laughs> I, I left pickle temporarily because pickle was like in, in deep trouble. Um but they're fine now. Like um and then I just started working for, I think I did some work for harvest finance and for Barnbridge and uh, for urine and for one inch. So I just like um, made my rounds around like crypto tutor and just like try to farm engagement basically. So that was actually, I think that was one of my, like, I have this pseudonym boxer, right? And that pseudonym was like purely created for like being a worker in crypto. And I think like having that brand and like only tweeting about certain topics and only like delivering a lot of value in your tweets, like that like very quickly led to me like becoming my own brand. And I think that that was like a, like in in hindsight, that was like a pretty smart move by me because uh, I think even now, like lots of people in the crypto space, like at least know who I am.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot to touch on there. So um, that, that, I guess one thing that I'll point out is that whenever I'm talking to people, and this is you know a comment kind of directed at the listeners here, um, and feel free to to riff on this a little bit if you'd like, but anytime I'm talking to people or um reading people's tweets or or you know engaging at all, I'm always listening for the what I'm calling kind of like the the need alpha. So What's what are these paths that people, if if some a comment hooks their curiosity, what are the comments that are made that indicate a point of need? And so one of the things that you just said there was, you know, you'd become an etherscan detective. And so immediately I'm like, okay, well, how does one become an etherscan detective? And is there a guide for that written somewhere? And so if somebody's curious, if that hooks somebody's curiosity and they do the research and see that they're Either is no guide, or the guide is incomplete uh, based on their own opinion, or isn't marketed correctly, like effectively. Then um, that's something that that the space would need, and somebody can can tackle and, and start building their reputation. That will help them get a job when they do find uh, that a good fit. So um, you know, producing any kind of content like that that'll help others to uh, you know get on the path faster with less friction is is an opportunity.
1: Yeah, that's that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah, just just in general like whenever you you like feel like something should be there but it's not, then you should ask yourself like like why am I not producing this? Like this is this is decentralized. Like citizen journalism is alive in crypto. And uh yeah, like when whenever there's a w- whenever there's something that you think you can fix, you should just like start start trying to do it.
0: Yeah. And so I think changing the mindset, you know, I think a lot of employees who are, have come up in the traditional system, you know. See a lot of this stuff as, um, you know, they wait to be told what to do, and, and that's you know by far the opposite and of uh, of the crypto world. However, you don't like the thing that people don't often, you know, seem to 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 realize is that coming from outside of the crypto world, you don't have a reputation in the crypto world yet. And like we spoke about earlier about the the CV. Um, you know, yes, there are some people who have a CV that they could hand into a crypto uh, company and you know be be an obvious fit. But for those people who don't have a CV that exactly matches the skills that are needed, the in between step is developing a reputation of being able to deliver. And so, this is one of those opportunities to start to build that that reputation.
1: Yeah, oh. yeah, and that's. Uh, I think I didn't finish like how I actually ended up in Dune. Yeah, like at Dune, um, that's how I ended up at Dune. Like uh, I had this like huge like list of things that I had done, and then I like eventually like uh, there's a Dune Discord in which I'm very active today, as well. And uh, I just started getting very active in there, and like every time somebody had a question, I was like, hey, like um, maybe this will help you. Like I solved this problem like, I don't know, three months ago. And uh, here you go. Like here's the here's the query. Like uh, have a good day. And eventually, the the Dune team just took notice of me, and they were like, "Hey man, like what you're doing is amazing, and uh, wouldn't wouldn't you want to work for us like uh, part time, just like answering these questions?" And eventually, like um, we we both agreed that like I I can do this full time and like be more fully integrated into the into the whole team. And uh, yeah, now I'm now I'm working at Dune uh, full time. Nice.
0: So yeah, another thing I want to uh, to touch on is is that inspiration of discovery you know and and uh you had mentioned that as you were were developing these new queries and and sharing them um you know that kind of of mindset and uh for people who get excited by you know solving problems that don't have obvious solutions figured out just yet um, and the excitement of of figuring out how to do it without Somebody just holding your hand through it, and then sharing it with the community. I mean, that's that's uh, you know, I think people should ask themselves. You know, is that something that that gets them going? And if it does, then you know, crypto is the world for you. It seems. Yeah, um, and then so how did you? How I mean, obviously, you were self taught on a lot of this stuff. Um, did you have? A certain preferred method for doing your research to to figure this stuff out, or a certain source of information that you found particularly um, rich in in, you know, signal versus noise
1: talking to other people yeah <laughs> um it sounds it sounds like uh find your tribe in crypto like i think somebody did a did a like big thread about this at, at some point but uh, i can't remember who it was but basically the gist of it was um find find people who are like kind of the, on the same level as you who, who like share the same goals of like so in my case that was like we were like a group of i think like eight people or something and like uh we we split off from like some other group basically and we just said like hey let's let's like share alpha and like let's share our our training setups and like or, or like rather like let's just talk about the industry and talk about the tech and, and talk about how how we can like uh, yeah like do do some uh, useful stuff here and i think having having that group and then like also like lots of like one to one conversations open with people and uh being able to like you you need to be able to ask the right question so if you just like go somewhere and, and like ask the the like most like top level question that you could ask then like nobody is like in incent- like it's pretty hard to answer those questions because then you have to like do a like very long explanation but if you're like hey like I have problem A and like is there a solution B or a solution C that is viable I don't know, like maybe that was uh, that was badly phrased, but basically, like, be able to ask specific questions, and then you can basically like drop into any Discord or any, like I don't know, like a Telegram channel or something like that, and people will probably like have a good answer for you. But it's like if you if you like just ask like, hey, where can I start? Like nobody will fucking bother with you because it's like then the the friction involved in helping you is too high. But if it's like, hey, I can bang out one answer, and that answer will help this guy, then it's like it's very satisfying for for like whoever answers the answers the question, because then like, like hopefully the problem is solved, and like both both people can go their merry way. But if it's like if there's like a whole conversation involved, then it's like pretty pretty difficult because the friction involved is pretty high.
0: Yeah, understood. Have yeah have a have a well defined problem that you're trying to solve, and and um engage on that like it's it seems related to me to that idea of you know uh, ask not what your what your project can do for you but what you can do for the project you know and um, if your questions are based around ways to solve problems um, for the project or to uh, specifically attack a very well-defined, problem you're trying to solve then people are going to be much more likely to take you seriously because it shows a certain level of thought that you've put into it rather than just a hey show me the way kind of question
1: yeah exactly and and i think you can like get on that level of like being able to ask these questions on like just like youtube videos and like uh, i don't know like googling around stuff like that like crypto is not the black hole it once once was anymore i think there there actually is like a lot of like stack overflow questions for solidity developers or like just general documentation about like uh, the ethereum virtual machine there's this um there's a lot of developer resources like nowadays so it's like it's it's not that hard anymore to get to a certain level but it, it, like if you don't put in the groundwork, like nobody's going like it's not like nobody's going to help you, but it's gonna be a lot harder to find people who are able to help you.
0: Mm. Now you spoke earlier about your your strategy for your kind of boxer persona and mm-hmm. and brand and how you know you were somewhat selective about what you you tweeted and um, it effectively became kind of a, a niche in in your um discretion with with your tweet content and everything like that, so can you talk a little bit more about what your strategy was and and what you chose to talk about and not talk about, and then how that benefited you?
1: yeah I was so my my whole spiel was basically like i I wanted to work at some some Dao. Which actually didn't didn't work, or like I wanted to do freelance work for lots of different DAOs. I guess that was my take, like be a be a like well known DeFi analyst, which kind of worked, but like in a different way than I expected. So I was just trying to like uh, farm as much engagement as possible, as stupid as that sounds. But it's like if you if you have a certain reach, and if you like have a certain like if you've worked for Yearn, for example, like that's a huge mode, like. Every everybody in crypto will be like, holy shit! Like you work for for Yearn, and like the Yearn Twitter account retweeted your stuff. Like, um, that's that's like the the best resume you can basically have in in DeFi. So I was just trying to like uh, do things like that that get like lots of attention uh, from like well known protocols and communities that are uh, kind of in good shape so if there's like there's there's protocols which are like very small and there's maybe like a handful of people like working on that like that's that's not really where you want to be because at the at the start of your journey you basically want to build a name for yourself so you need to get your name out there so it's like you you can start with with uh, some of the smaller like protocols because like usually they they like the community will be tighter knit and maybe they can like answer your questions better than, but once you like have a sufficient skill level, then you should move up to like bigger protocols because like there's, there's more money involved there and there's more like famous, maybe the wrong word, but there's more cloud to be had there, which all sounds like pretty horrible because it sounds like I, I was just trying to like, I don't know, like get Twitter followers or something like that. But in the essence, like I think like, having a having a like solid twitter account is the best resume you can basically have in crypto so it's like there's a very weird thing going on there that's that doesn't sit quite comfortably with me but yeah my my strategy was farming engagement and like eventually like getting more jobs through that and then get, getting even more engagement
0: yeah i don't i think that you know from a from a job seeker's perspective and from an employer's perspective um Like we've been talking about all along, it's about reputation and it's about the resume. And so just like somebody wanting to have, I don't know, say like a big corporate consulting gig, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with like a McKinsey or a Bain or something like that, if they want to eventually be a CEO, um, you know, like there are certain things that you can do that are going to show a certain level of, of reputation are going to communicate. Uh, yep. Something to the audience who's ev- effectively going to put them in the position they want to be in, and so um, I get the 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 hesitation with putting too much strategy into some of this stuff. However, um, you know, I think noticing what a, a certain association implies about. Um, a person's reputation, you know, is is something that if somebody's strategically trying to get a job in crypto and have doors open for any job that they want, a certain level of strategy like that is is a a valid thing to pursue um, and and clearly can can impact your your resume one way or another. I mean, if you're uh, I, I don't know if you know, some of these, if having your name associated with some of these fly by night. Uh, you know shitcoins that eventually just get loved <laughs> by the creator is going to create the same level of of reputation that working for a yearn is going to so
1: you know take yeah. your
0: pick on the strategy you you employ
1: yeah yeah and also you kind of carry the torch of those communities as well so always be careful which which tribes you like lend a hand to so i i worked for myth mythcash like i, I don't know if you've been around at that point but it was like an Algorithmic stablecoin. It was just a like I call it a cheap Chinese fork. I have no idea if the if the developers were actually Chinese, and uh, yeah, that haunts me t- till today. Like some people just hate me for it because I I did like a single dashboard for them because it was like it, it was just a cheap fork. So um, yeah, be be careful of who you lend your hand, who you lend your hand to. But also, um, looking at this from the flip side, it's like because everybody can contribute to these DAOs. Uh, also, be careful of like taking like contributions to DAOs at face value. Um, there's also some like I've I've heard some some like pretty bad stories about developers like uh, abandoning ship uh, pretty regularly. And there's like one developer I know that has been like at five projects now because he's just like seems to be a wreck of a human being. Um, <laughs> Yeah. It's just, just like, he's, he's maybe not able to work with other people. So, um, so yeah, always, always like look at both sides. And, uh, if you, if you are questioning the the validity of someone, just, just talk to people who he claims to have worked with and and ask them how, how it's going, like sure. in the, like in the real world, basically.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good thing for people to, to pay attention to, because I think sometimes it, it, there might be a certain level of comfort or, um, uh, I don't know the comfort level with anonymity in, you know, dipping your toes in the water with some of these smaller, less, um, established protocols or, or just straight up, you know, not necessarily scams, but, um, you know, like a, a protocol without a, a reputation, but yeah, if something like that happens then that reputation becomes attached to your name, if, if it, is, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You promote. Yeah. yeah,
1: like um, yeah, be be careful and like you can usually like um, I'm I'm really a Discord fanatic. Like <laughs> when I invest in something, like I, I I check the I check the Discord, or if like a project interests me in general, like I think like just checking the sentiment in the Discord and like what kind of people they are able to gather around them, like usually tells you a lot about the project already.
0: So yeah. Um, so we're we're actually coming up on time already here. Is there any advice that you have for, for new folks who are looking to to make this a full time gig that we haven't touched on yet?
1: So, from my uh, maybe not something I've touched on, but I can summarize in a uh, in a in a second. Like what I'm what I'm seeing as the community manager of Dune is that a lot of people are getting involved part time. And I think that's a good thing because they are just like, they're dipping their toes in the water, but they are like slowly, slowly building reputation. And then if they actually like, if they feel like, hey, I'm at a point in my life where I can, where I'm, my con- conviction in crypto is that big that I like fully can make the jump, then they can actually make that switch very easily. So I think like doing doing crypto as a side hustle, maybe like ask, ask your boss in your real job, like, hey, I want to work like five hours less because I have some side hustle. And you, you can you can like I think like getting just a thousand dollar salary from any DAO is like pretty easy to achieve in, in crypto. It's just like you need to get into into the weeds. You need to like organize docs or like organize Google spreadsheets or like try to try to teach yourself like uh, SQL or something like that. Like, but getting jobs in crypto is like I, I don't think it's a it's a big problem nowadays. So it's like, just like dip your toes into crypto with like a, with like a little side hustle. And even if it's unpaid, just do, just do free work. Like as long as you're, as you can build your like, uh, reputation of your pseudonym or if you're like, if you go to like, if you decide to go the public way, that, that works as well. And then like slowly but surely you'll, you'll like get noticed by people. You'll like build up a network. And then if you ever feel like you, you want to make the jump or if you're like, get laid off by your real job, or if it's like, I don't know, like there's a thousand possibilities of why you would want to do this. Um, then you can actually like like just uh, switch over and just just like go full full time into crypto.
0: Awesome. All right. Well thank you so much for taking the time to to have this conversation. Um clearly a lot of stuff in there that that people can can use immediately um to kind of create their strategy for getting one of these jobs and, and making the leap. So um, what is is—is there anything that you want to promote or um or uh, where can people connect with you if they want to uh,
1: you can you can find me on twitter and my my discord and telegrams in there as well like uh, you can contact me there but please don't ask me where to start because i just <laughs> laid that out <laughs> and specific specific questions only and um yeah. I, 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 just want to say like, uh, we are hiring at Dune, uh, around, uh, in the EU time zone. And, uh, if you already know, know stuff about Dune, you're definitely going to be a uh, favorite over the other candidates, but, um, yeah, just check it out. It's, uh, I think duneanalytics.com slash jobs and, or careers like you'll, you'll find
0: it. Uh, yeah. I'll put a link in the show notes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been great talking to you and uh, really like what you're doing with the podcast. And I hope uh, some of your listeners can make the jump.
0: Excellent. Yeah, and, and hopefully uh, this podcast will reduce the number of people who are asking, where do I start to, to yeah. everybody who's already established in crypto. <laughs> I'm so. just
1: going to send them to this podcast now.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll we'll talk later and, and thanks so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye.